What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 39 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-hosts, Ty Lewin and special guest Vinny D'Amato for the folks from the Dundee Crown area along with uh, Crystal Lake area as well. Uh, he is famous in the area, uh, a famous left-handed pitcher uh, rolling out of the depths of Algonquin. But we're rolling into episode 39 here. We've had a, a quite a long break. Uh, all of us have been on the 60-day IL for uh, quite some time, so it's really nice to get back off of it, especially during a, ser- a wonderful uh, playoff segment that has happened for the MLB uh, the past few weeks. We now are uh, post-gaming game three here of the World Series after uh, the Texas Rangers take game three to take a two-to-one series lead after beating the D-backs tonight three-to-one. A lot to talk about, Vinny, but I think what's most important about this show is for the listeners, all of the listeners, to learn more about you and how we met. And you just have to go through the entire story, the the, the romantic story of us two. Well, you might not like my my side of the story. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna slant pretty heavily as to which side I favor in the story. But yeah, no, me and you, we go way back, um, even back to the you know baseball field, obviously when. Crystal Lake National would take down Tri Cities on a on a season, you know, every season. We'll we'll take um, an evidence check on that one, but go ahead. <laughs> and even the basketball court, we ran into each other a few times in uh, some middle school basketball, right? With the uh, EMS <laughs> v AMS, so uh, some good times. Yeah, we uh, we've been buddies for a while, and uh, I have um, ever since baseball. I I don't know if I am, uh, you know, we have some pretty great left-handed talent coming out of the Dundee Crown area with. A guy you might have heard of named Danny Dens, um, you know, the man, the myth, the legend. He has, I feel really uh, we're, we're wishing the best for him. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he he was out for an injury for a good he chunk was. of this year. He was. Um, he was. Yeah, he so it, man. good. I mean, I don't expect anything less. The guy works his, his tail off. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you came off the IL when you did. This is the perfect time to to do it. So, you know, we've had a great series so far and. I'm excited to dive into whatever we can. Unbelievable, man. And uh, yeah, we'll take some evidence checks on a couple of those things <laughs> that you said at the beginning, like I talked about, but um, you and I have known each other a very, very long time. And what has stayed the course between the both of us is our love for baseball and both being cup fans. This will be a better episode than when KMA's on the shout out KMA, by the way, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but uh, what a interesting, so, you know, we've had now we can, really briefly just go over what we've seen from the standpoint of, of the playoffs so far and what the D backs have accomplished and what the Rangers have accomplished, both wildcard teams, the D backs having the third uh, least win team in the history of baseball to make the world series. And then you have the Rangers who had delved into um, being a by uh, by mode team basically here for the last two years and we've seen now those dividends really really pay off and even some of the best not even being available so it's really been a fascinating series across the board and game three tonight um, really kind of even out to sort of game one didn't have that excitement there at the end with Seager's uh, uh, go ahead home run then but what we saw tonight was outstanding pitching from both sides in my personal opinion I thought Brandon Fatt had um, one of my favorite starts because I looked at my uh, dad at one point. I said, can he now withstand the fact that he's got, you know, some pressure on him, right? And he gets down 3-0 and he comes out of that. What were your impressions of Fat tonight? Because in my, like I said, he's been a guy who's been really exciting and I think he's going to be something for the future for the D-backs. Yeah, 100%. I mean, 
babyface fat. That's what I've been calling him for a little bit. He's what twenty five years old, and uh, he's. I think they said I, I want to get the number right, but I'm pretty sure this was his twenty fourth um, start in the major leagues, and so um, just you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, I do a lot of fantasy um, baseball, and with that comes heavy prospect lists and. He was up there, especially at the start of this year, for a lot of a uh, lot of prospects li- prospect lists. Um, people were very high on him, and he came out and he really struggled in the first half. Like he he was not good. They ended up sending him back down. So the journey that he's taken to come back, um, you know, and, and pitch the way that he has, and to be their number three starter, and they even trusted him right in the beginning. You know, right in that that first series when they used him um, was it against the Dodgers? I want to say. Yep. Um, and you know, I remember people saying, wow, are you sure you're going to go with Fott? You know, he's, you know, had kind of some struggles, but he's proven everybody wrong. And like you said, he went out and shoved tonight. He, uh, he, he looked really good. And yeah, his sweeper is, is pretty disgusting when it's on, you know, he had a few rocky innings and obviously that, um, that three run inning, you know, not yeah. the greatest, but it's Texas. So it is, it is. And I think a lot of people forget about that, right? Um, because when you get now to this point it's solely based on in my personal opinion is home runs and 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 being able to hold these offensives offensive uh lineups down because you know he went five and a third tonight four hits three earned four k's two walks i'd take that any day of the week and mind you these teams are not letting these guys go as long now right and mm-hmm. the trust that uh tony has in this kid putting him out on the bump and has executed in the most high leverage of situations, right? He's a guy that, in my in my opinion, will be the reason they either win or lose this World Series because he's likely going to go Game Six, right? If if you if you kind of range it out right now, um, so he'll go Game Six, which I think, of course, D backs will win one of these next two games. So if he can mm-hmm. win that Game Six, then it's all we've seen it before in 2016. But all hands on deck, all hands on deck in, in game seven. Right. And this kid, I think, is that young where he could go the next day like this is you needed him. Yeah, great. right. Mm-hmm. Um, another outstanding job tonight by John Gray. We have so many things to get into, but another outstanding job by John Gray, a guy kind of a journeyman a little bit, um, really was kind of hidden as an underrated pitcher in, in Denver uh, in, with the Rockies for a very, very long yeah. time. And that is such a tough ballpark to. Uh, to throw in and, and tonight when three three innings one hit zero earned three K zero walks I mean you you come in with a lineup that the D back with 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 what the D backs did the other night and you come in and you go out there against this team perform like that in both games just an absolute vet move and I and a lot of props to him yeah and you even texted me you know saying what kind of depth do they have you know great on the Rangers for having such uh, such pitching depth. And, um, you know, you have Gray and then you also have Heaney, who's who's in the bullpen, too, that you can bring out at any time. But the most impressive thing to me about Gray's um, relief today was out of those three innings, he threw 30 pitches. So he averaged 10 and then 25 of them were strikes, which is just, you know, you can't ask for a guy to do much more than come in and fill up the strike zone and do it effectively. And you know, I was actually kind of surprised that they pulled him. You know, maybe they're trying to save him a little bit for tomorrow, but you know, he was he was dealing. There were a few moves tonight that I kind of sat there wondering from both sides as to why they did their things. And and we'll talk about Scherzer's injury here in a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but you know, let's get into the game. I I mean, sure. just like these mistakes 
that guys make in this World Series are taken to a whole nother volume, right? Every little mistake you make is going to be the highlight of that game. And we look back at the bottom of the second inning, okay? Both pitchers rolling so far. Christian Walker has been uh, not at the peak, as uh, not at the level he should be, as we've seen through the playoffs so far. Uh, he leads off with a double that he absolutely smokes in the right center gap. On the next pitch, Pham uh, hits a single to the right field. Okay, and we and all of America saw it, and of course, you know John Smoltz and those guys do- dove into everything. If I watch that play, Vinny, I know from like when you and I growing up learning baseball together, second and third, in my in my opinion, should be two looks towards the coach at third base. Sure. Second, it's before. Second, it's after. Third, it's before. Third, it's after. Third's a lot, hell of a lot easier because you already have them in front of you, right? Now, on that play, Walker is shown by the coach to stop or, or to keep going, excuse me, to keep going. And then as he's hitting third base, he's looking down. The coach is telling him to stop. And then the coach proceeds when Walker keeps his head down and keeps running to keep going. Okay. Mm-hmm. So zero outs. Best right fielder in baseball when it comes to his arm. Leads the yep. AL in, in, in uh, I believe, in um, – What's the term I'm looking for? Uh, run arm safe strength or, or arm strength. It's oh, like oh, he oh. had like 24 guys thrown out from right field this year, right? Yeah, like a defensive assist or something. I don't know what the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So you had you have all of that in the back of your mind, and I know Walker during uh, his post game interview on Tuesday or excuse me on uh, what was that Saturday said, you know, I really want to contribute to this team. I don't feel like I am. I'm not trying to be selfish. I just want to contribute to the squad. It felt like it was a moment that the guy was just trying to get something going that needed to not happen. Mind you, you also have Guriel Jr., Alec Thomas, and, and Mongoria up afterwards, who have been outstanding through the playoffs. My initial thoughts, really embarrassing to see from a major leaguer, but we have both been in that position where we've made a mistake that we look back on and say, I don't know how the hell that happened. What were your thoughts? Yeah, a um, lot to dive into with that play. I mean, that's, that's I think, the play of the game for the, the Diamondbacks. It's unfortunate that it happened in the second inning. And, you know, if if that changes, instead of guy on first one out, you got first and third, nobody out. And, you know, they, they look a lot stronger there. Um, and I'm sure Christian Walker, I, I'd be really curious to see what he has to say in tonight's post-game interview, because I'm sure that he's going to be the first one to say, you know, I – I fucked up, you know, like that was, that was not what I should have done. Um, you know, and I could see if the coach was out of position or something like that, but they went and showed that, you know, he was in fact telling him to stop. He was in the right position. You could see his head, you know, going straight down and you got to respect, you know, the guy's hustling. He's trying to, he's trying to score in the world series. And, um, but yeah, you got to keep your head up. You got to keep your head on a swivel. Um, that was, you know, that was a good chance that they squandered it. And then if I could just say too, Props to Garcia for making a great throw. I mean, one hop right to the catcher. It's a beautiful throw. And then I believe it was the next at-bat, right? They turned the double play. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Josh Jung makes was, the barehanded, was, um, barehanded play two plays later to end the inning. Yeah, let me look um, here. So it was, yeah, Gurriel mm-hmm. popped out the second. And then That's what it was. The third. Yeah, yep, and he made a great barehanded play. And so, you know, as much as we do rip on – 
Christian Walker for that. That's why the Rangers are here also. You know, they're making great stellar defensive plays. And um, that was something else I wanted to touch on too, is a lot of talk coming into the game is how good the D-backs defense is. You know, you got Moreno, um, Alec Thomas, and um, the Christian Walker is the other gold glover. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, and it's really Texas's defense that balled out today. You know, Corey Seager had a really nice double play off of uh, Marte's ground out. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't have that Christian Walker, but kudos to the the Rangers defense. Truly outstanding. Josh Young was unbelievable today. He had yeah. a big uh, he had a big error in that in in game two, and mm-hmm. you know they pride themselves. I mean that's that's why these teams make it. You know I said earlier it was about um, you know home runs, but it, it, you got to look at the defensive aspect. You saw Alec Thomas's catch tonight up against yep. the wall. Like yep. these things are consistently happening for both these teams. So great pickup uh, right there. Now. Just looking, though, like we're looking at this game, right? So you look at the D-backs offense tonight. It it just felt like – hear me out on this. Mm -hmm. Do you think if Scherzer doesn't get hurt, the D-backs win this game? You know, I thought about that. I don't know if they win because I imagine he was on a short lease. So, you know, thinking from Bochy's point of view, right, Scherzer came into this game. He was limping into this game. Let's just put it that way, right? Yeah. He he was just coming off of his um his strained tear tear seat. I don't know how to pronounce it. Whatever his strained muscle in his back. We're not doctors. Um, so. yep. And then he's got the finger issue. And then he comes out after the third inning, and his back. You know, you can tell something's wrong with him. So, I imagine he was on a short leash as is, and Gray was up next anyways. Um, but it does bring up an interesting point. Yeah, I mean. Scherzer is not the Scherzer that we came to expect and came to hope for, unfortunately. And again, I'm sure he'll be the first to say that. But um, yeah, I think Bochi he is known for his ability to manage his bullpen. And, you know, he, he's shown that pretty efficiently so far. And I I don't think that that necessarily changes the outcome. Yeah, Do you? It, so I, I and, and that's where the short leash thing comes into play. The problem, though, is is that you have Bochi, who is a who's a complete vet in the game. Basically, kind of like, literally, just said, "You guys get out of the way. I'm coming back. Watch what I'm about <laughs> right. to do." Right, and he and, does, and he completely. It, it, you can just tell, like, even in the Rays series, with that Rays team being all analytically based and all these decisions mm-hmm. coming from the numbers and everything, he just completely. I mean, they completely dismantled that concept right and just go out there and play solid defense pitch well um and we're going to get the offense going as well the thing though i think about is like scherzer as that vet and bochi seeing that the emotional Mm -hmm. side coming into play saying well this is scherzer and he wants the ball and he's going to go out there and he's going to grind through this and thankfully for him he got to go to john gray who was simply outstanding he had a three pitch at bat against corbin carroll that he threw three fastballs between 96 and 98 he completely diced him up mm-hmm. completely yep yeah so i if i look back at it, i think if scherzer goes one more i think you get through that third time through the lineup or se- sorry mm-hmm. not third time second time through the lineup i think that those things start to change i thought the pitching from the uh diamondbacks was outstanding um yep. Frias going out there for the second inning around, I thought was a, a bold move, but mm-hmm. that's why I don't coach an MLB team. But, <laughs> you know, these guys, this was really a solid baseball game all around. Um, but it really just killed me to watch this 
D-backs offense tonight, right? Corbin Carroll, zero hits. Mourinho, zero hits. Guriel, Thomas, Longoria, um, all with zero hits. Fam is the one of the hottest hitters on, on the planet right now. He gets a double with one out in the seventh, and they can't even score him from there. Like, they're just – you just felt it tonight. It just wasn't there. Now, that leads us to that last inning, right? So, you go to the bottom of the ninth. Mourinho's on a 3-1 count against um, – I always forget how to properly pronounce it. Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the game, Nathan uh, Nate Lowe, this was in the – let's see where I wrote this down. It was in the fifth inning. So, uh, Lowe is up. He gets a uh, – he completely misses a strike three call. They get they get out of that inning, but on that next hitter, which was um, – which would have been – let's see here. It would have been uh, Josh Young. Jung, Josh yeah. Young. He gets a curveball outside, and he calls it. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same thing in this last inning. It was. Mourinho mm-hmm. is uh, up 3-1 in the count. He uh, – uh, sorry, he was up 1-0. He misses the fastball that is dotted on the outside, outside part of the plate, completely yep. misses that. So now it's 2-0. Yep. 3-1, misses that call on the outside. Now, basically, Mourinho has to sing, has to swing at anything that's sweeping. So, it is so frustrating, though, because why – in do you believe in the concept of – in the in, in the pros, not, not like younger youth baseball, but in the pros of, like, almost like a, a – like, I got you type of thing, like, hey, I messed up. I'll get the next one for you from the umpire. I don't think so, but would love to hear your take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think so either. It, there are striking similarities, I think, when you think about the game that we used to play and the major league game. Obviously, they're worlds apart, mm-hmm. but there are things that just kind of don't ever leave the game. That's that's how you've grown up with it, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised. And it did seem to fit that narrative a few times tonight. I don't um, have the specifics, but. I, I don't think so because I think as a professional umpire, A, you want to get the most calls that you can right, regardless of it, because especially now, you are under a microscope, right? As a as an umpire, every game that you do is analyzed. And if you do a, a poor job, you are going to get roasted for it by the general public, right? Especially in a game like this. So I can't imagine, you know, that, that that's going on, but it could just be, you know, part of the game and part of something that the umpires feel like, you know, still belongs in it is if we make a mistake, we're going to try to correct it for you. But um, I was curious and I, I brought it up to you through text. What are your thoughts on the ball strike system? Is that something that you can get behind? Or do you think that, you know, the the human error of umpires is just the thing that needs to stick around in order for baseball to be baseball? What are your thoughts? The most extreme that I would go with is the uh, challenge. System yep. where you can do that, where it is instantaneous. I I saw it in a minor league game once. It looks very efficient, uh, okay. and it gets the job done. The problem though is, is that they're going to see that and they're going to want to go even further from that because that's what mm-hmm. the MLB does. They see something, they want to go even further with it. Right? I look back tonight, even on the the pickoff attempts. Right? Because it's is it is it when you go to your third pickoff attempt, if you don't get him, he gets second base. Right? Mm-hmm. So like tonight when Evan Carter was on first. And he yeah. Prios did it twice. I was like, Carter's going. It's awesome for the speed and action of the game. But does this speed up or make the game more enticing? 
right? And and like, what truly is it going to do for the game? I guess it makes that call that on low or or excuse me on Mourinho, it changes mm-hmm. the complexity of the entire probably inning, and maybe the D backs come all the way back. Um, but if they're if it we always, we used to talk about this on the show a lot, where it's like from the business side of it, right? Like, are we making it? more appealing for the viewers by having this be a part of the game. Sure. And it could be, you know, if you've heard before, there's no such thing as bad press. So a call like that 3-0 strike on Moreno, that was clearly not a strike that gets people talking, you know, maybe that could be part of it too, right? That gets people sharing it on Twitter or Facebook, you know, how could this be called? And, you know, if, if the MLB is the juggernaut of a corporation that they, they are, I imagine that they wouldn't be too upset about things like that. Um, so that could be part of it too. And technically it shouldn't have been a three Oh count, right? He missed that, that second pitch that should have been a strike. So, yep. you know, a one, one count a lot different than two Oh. And so then you give some credit to Leclerc, maybe Leclerc could be throwing something different. So it just, it changes so many things. And I have heard good things about the challenge system in the minor leagues. It does seem like that's, that's something a lot of people enjoy, but um, didn't want to get too off track. I just, I was, I was curious about no, that. No, it's before a great we conversation. There are so that. many, there, like the the branches that come off of this game are mm-hmm. are tremendous, right? Because there are so many intricacies of the game that happen from this game, right? Mm-hmm. We think about base running. We think about uh, managerial style. We think about um, just like we talked about with the uh, challenge system, like these things are are things that are really fascinating about the game today. And I've been really, really happy with this matchup. I think this mm-hmm. has been, I, I've been really, really pleased with this. I think Phillies Rangers, you get more viewers maybe, but this mm-hmm. has really been a high quality series, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, people had the Phillies penciled in after two games in the Rotary, CS man. and yeah. And uh, D-Bex said, no, no. Um, but I agree with you. I, I think so when the CS was happening, I said to myself, Houston versus the Phillies feels like the best, the two best teams mm-hmm. um, that are still left out of those four. It's, it's definitely Houston versus Philly. Um, but the Rangers and D-backs, I think from a pure baseball, just enjoyment standpoint, I think that might be the most fun. I mean, I would love to see Schwarber and Harper in the world series and maybe they would mash, but other than that, you know, I, the D-backs have so much to offer. Who doesn't love to see Corbin Carroll and Brandon Fott and all these young guys really going at it, you know, at the biggest stage? I think that's been the most fun um, for me. You see guys like Tommy Pham and Evan Longoria pitching in and just it's it's almost like a, a hodgepodge of guys that you romantic. just wouldn't expect making. it. Yeah, it is kind it of is romantic. romantic. How could you it's, not be romantic about baseball? It really um, is. It, it's special, so man. You you're right. It has been a great one. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better, brother. Well, a couple injuries to look out for. Of course, Max Scherzer leaving there in the top of the fourth without throwing a pitch. He took that comebacker off of Alec Thomas. It, it Did it catch his elbow, or was it more off his side? It was side? so hard to tell. It, it could have been both. I don't tightness, know. So that's why yeah. but it looked very close, and it's like, dude, anything. I mean, just anything hitting that guy around. He's glass. <laughs> right. he's, he's pure glass. Like, that guy – did you? Just, I mean, his reaction coming off that field was was pretty sad to see, and um, yeah, I, it's special. But now I think what's even ten times that injury is Adolis Garcia. He comes yeah. out um, in the bottom of the eighth, took a swing, flew out to center, but immediately was grabbing his side. They're saying oblique, 
which would be, I mean, could you imagine this guy not being a part of this World Series anymore? Would just be, um, we talk about fan uh, fan viewership and everything that would really yep. really kill things. So, um, while I I I kind of lean as a D backs fan living out here, you know, and seeing what's going on out here and everything, it truly is a pleasure to watch that guy play. So we're hoping for him to get uh, ready now. Game four right now, uh, probables are still to be determined. Mm -hmm. Um, looking back at the LL LCS, excuse me, the Rangers had Andrew Heaney get the start. Now we Mm -hmm. saw what happened there. We're probably going to potentially avoid that. Now, of course they have Dane Dunning and in John Gray, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. mm -hmm. Yeah. But they got a full fledged, uh, you know, Arsenal back there. And I think the D backs will sort of be in a full uh, bullpen game as well. Like they were in their game four of the LCS, um, what do you lean towards more? Like, this is kind of, this is a really, really hard one because like, what, who do you lean more towards with their bullpens? I, I would think you get more out of your pitchers from the Rangers. You get more depth, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you really get quality. Am I, am I wrong there? I don't know. I get, yeah. I think so. When you mentioned guys like Dunning and Gray and Heaney, um, those are not the typical, you know, one to two inning guys. Those have been starters and, mm-hmm. you know, have, have been stretched out as long relievers more so than they've come out of the bullpen. So I think it, it's kind of a, a polarizing thing between the two teams, right? The Rangers have a lot of those long relief guys and the Diamondbacks have a lot of shut down back into the bullpen guys, you know, Seawald for, you know, even though he kind of, Blew the first one a little bit, if you can even call that blowing, or if you call yeah, that Seager's Seager just was, mashing, right? Yeah, um, Bonds. You have yep. Seawald, you have Sal Frank, you got uh, Mantiply, you got Kevin Ginkle. Like, they're just they're loaded at the loaded. back end of that bullpen. Loaded. And so if they can get to the sixth inning or even the fifth, I feel really good about their chances. I think they're going to put together more quality innings at the second half. Unfortunately, and this is something I've, I've thought about too, these are two teams that like to score, I think, early on, and they score in bunches as much as they can, right? They get off to a hot start, and, um, you know, we know the Rangers maybe don't have the best back end of the bullpen other than LeClerc, but Chapman has really struggled. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets balanced out. I think overall I would probably take the Rangers simply because um, it, I'm talking just bullpen, like this this next pitching matchup simply because of the score early score often kind of feel that these teams have, I would want to make sure I get through those innings with gray and with um, Dane Dunning was excellent for, for a good chunk of the second half of the year. Um, he kind of looks like Danny Dens too, which I always, I don't know if you've looked at him with the, ga- the goggles always kind of reminds me of him a little bit. Um, but I, I think I trust them to get through those five, six, even seven maybe. And then you turn it over to LeClerc or, or something like that. Um, I just I, I don't know how the D-backs are going to do a full game. And you kind of have to feel like you need to win if you're the D-backs, right? I, you never want to say it's a must win until it is, but you don't want to go back to Texas down 3-1. You yeah. really don't. You, you just can't. And I think Evaldi is going to turn it around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, I don't know. I These D-backs have been one of the wildest playoff teams I've seen um I I never thought that they would sweep the Dodgers they swept the Dodgers mm-hmm. never thought yep. that they could win two games in Philly they won two games in Philly pretty much just 
handedly. Yeah. So you got a team that they talk about all the time. They know that their backs are against the wall. And that's a really scary team, as you and I yep. have known throughout our careers, is when you're the best team, it's not always the greatest thing. So we'll see. But I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised of how quality of baseball there will be in game four. These teams just don't uh they just don't, you know, turn down at all. They're they're just dialed yep. in the entire time. All right. Who do you got? Game four. I was oh, You know, I mean, if, if you're asking me to to go for one game, you know, I, I'm i going to be hard-pressed to not go with the Rangers, which is – so this is my weird take, right? This is my hot take. I would take the Rangers for the next game, but I may take the D-backs for the series. Is that wild to say down 3-1? Like, we've seen it before. We've seen it before, 2016, right? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Diamondbacks went out and won. That's why I would pick them for the series. Um, even down to one, you mentioned it, they've had their backs against the wall. Even if you think about them back in the regular season, they were not in, you know, they were in and out of that last playoff spot and they were shuffling around and then they beat the Cubs. They swept the Cubs and they just turned on the jets. And so I wouldn't be surprised if one game, they just flip a switch and that's all it takes. And the Texas Rangers are left in the dust. So that is my prediction. Rangers win game four. D-backs three in a row. I think, I think here's my prediction. If they start Andrew Heaney tomorrow, mm-hmm. I take the D-backs. If they start Dane Dunning tomorrow, I think that changes things mm-hmm. because then yep. you go more, then you get more specific and Dane Dunning can just shift around. Um, especially with those younger bats. Unfortunately, they get a little, they get a little tense and want to go get it. Um, and I think Heaney's just letting fastballs just, hang over the middle of the plate where guys are able to do damage on. So that's my prediction. I'm going to lean more snakes just because I don't think they lose two in a row at home, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Yeah. I I mean, did you, did you hear the stat that the, the Rangers have not lost on the road this postseason? They also, both teams had not lost after scoring first. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But like, this is just. Been, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. That's that's wild. That mm-hmm. is just incredibly insane. So, um, well, we're running up on time here, Vinny. This has been sure. unbelievable, dude. So much fun. Um, I think we can officially give you the invite. I mean, I think you already had it in oh. your mailbox, but I think we'd love to have you join the pod and uh, uh, keep this thing going. I think our our dads are gonna be very very proud of this. <laughs> uh, shout out, Paulie D. I went. Uh, I got to go to his house. A couple of weeks ago, he actually yeah, got me yeah, in, heard. shockingly. Um, yeah. Absolutely beautiful home, so appreciate that up in Prescott. Um, it's been great. I, I loved getting to reconnect with you here, and I think we should do a game four post-game pod. I think that sure. might be on the on the docket, so hopefully we'll have uh, some people tuning in. But to everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening in, and we'll see you next time.